Ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and doers, seekers of purpose and fulfillment, welcome to Passion on Purpose, the podcast that sets your soul on fire and ignites the spark within you. I'm your host, Steph Hilfer, and I'm beyond thrilled you're here. Passion on Purpose features leaders, experts, and sometimes me on center stage. We put the spotlight on visionaries, entrepreneurs, leaders, experts, and everyday heroes to share their journey of self-discovery, enthusiasm, and unwavering determination. We'll explore how they use their passion and purpose to fuel their brand. Alongside our leaders, we'll provide practical tips, actionable advice, and wisdom from our experts across various fields. So if you're ready to unleash your inner fire, shake off the doubts and insecurities, and pursue a life of purpose with unbridled enthusiasm, then let's dive in. All right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I'm so excited for our leader today to come and share everything about her world. You know, as an entrepreneur myself, as a business owner who just finally surpassed that really scary, you know, small businesses don't make it past the five-year mark. Um, already talking to our leader today, I'm I'm feeling inspired, and I know that this can grow. And so, if you're in that place where you're just trying to hit these milestones, and you know that what you have passion for can be six figures, can be seven figures, can be more. Definitely stay tuned to this episode. Definitely check the show notes because we've got a lot of value coming your way. Jean, thank you so much for being here. I'm, I'm so excited to dive into your world. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me in. Yes. So we have Jean Omlor. She is the CEO woman behind all things Jean Omlar International. And you guys know, you guys have been listening to me enough to know I am so nerdy and geeky and protective about saying names correctly. So Jean has been walking me through this. And so I hope I did it justice. You did um, a great job. <laughs> okay, great. So Jean, on top of running her own business, she also has, and through that business, has the business excel, the business success accelerator. So I know we're going to talk about that. We've got a lot of things to dive into. Um, we're going to start how we always do, and that is with this question: What is your why? My why is well, first of all, my children. But it's all, I'm glad you asked that. I've been thinking a lot about my why more and more and more. It really is um, to experience more, because this is what I love. I love experiencing the feeling of when I help somebody and that's changed their life. So my why really is to help as many people to have abundance and wealth and richness, doing what they love doing. So really helping people to get the freedom to do something they love while they're helping people and to truly exit that mediocre life that most people feel they have to live. So to get the shackles off of what that story is of how we should live with the J-O-B or whatever it is, to get people to this point where they are experiencing freedom and and we don't have complete freedom in life but the freedom as much as we can doing what we want that's my why and my why is really just to help as many 
people as possible to experience this and also to really truly experience their sovereignty as a human being. Mm. Okay. So freedom and sovereignty as a human being, I think there's a lot of people, especially the, the type of men and women who go into entrepreneurship, uh, and maybe I'm biased, I know I'm talking at least for myself, I think sometimes we struggle to even know what freedom really would look like and feel like, and what it even really means to just be. How do you address that? And what would you say to that statement? Well, as I said, I did the caveat, you can't have complete freedom, because mm -hmm. like I'm a mom, do we have complete freedom? No, we have certain things we got to do, right? Mm -hmm. You got to show up for your kids. You, there's no, I'm just not going to do whatever I want, because yeah. that's not then being a good mom right so there is i would say there's levels of freedom you know so when i'm talking about freedom i'm talking about for instance financial freedom okay freedom to get on a plane whenever you want and go somewhere in the world wherever i could do that mm -hmm. i can do whatever really I, I thought you know i think a lot about that i could do whatever i want i can go wherever i want right now except i won't because i'm running my business and i'd have to arrange things before I do it, however I could do it, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to. So freedom is having the choice to do stuff if you want to. Because just because you can do something doesn't mean you want to. So I could travel around the world right now. I don't want to. I don't feel like doing that. I already did that in my youth, actually. But I could. So it really is that if I wanted to, like if I wanted to eat a certain type of food every night, I would. I don't want to eat lobster every single night because then I'd get sick of it. I do like my lobster every now and then. Same. So, so really the freedom is the freedom of choice to do stuff if you want, not just because everybody else is doing it. That's true freedom. Freedom of choice and money gives you that choice. It gives you the choice of the type of house you're going to buy, mm -hmm. the investments you're going to make, where your kids go to school, the food you eat, the clothes you wear, everything, the car you drive, all of that is freedom. That's one thing, financial freedom. Then there's other types of personal freedom, like working for yourself, you know, are we completely free? We were just talking about this. Well, we have people, team members to manage. So, you know, it's relative, isn't it? But mm -hmm. the freedom that you wish for, okay? Now, I don't particularly want complete freedom because I don't know if I, I know what that even, like, why would I want that? I like working, right? Maybe at some point I'll be like, you know, I don't want to work anymore. I just give this up. But I'm too driven with my mission of my why to stop this. Because, you know, I think about these things all the time. Oh, that's really great. If I want to stop working, I could. That's freedom. Do I want mm -hmm. to? No, I don't. That's still freedom. I made a choice. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. And sovereignty, the more money you have, the more power you have over your own life, it's not about, I don't want power over other people. People have a very big problem with the word power because mm -hmm. they think it's bad. They think money, the word money is bad. No, greed is bad. Power is bad if you misuse it on other people. Personally, I want to get as much personal power as I possibly can have personal power over my life. Not because I want to control other people. That's different. Mm -hmm. that's, that's misuse of power. Or if you're a politician, well, okay, but I'm not, I'm not in that realm. So power to me has nothing to do with what people normally see as power. It's personal power. It's like, um, you know, the song P-O-W-R. Who is it that sang the song power? Was it? Um, I don't. Oh, no, I don't know. 
it's before your time, like it was in the 70s or something. So the whole point is, and you, you said something very interesting there at the beginning. You said, I don't even know, we don't even know what that looks like. Okay, why? Because entrepreneurs are, are not fully with the plan. They're not fully there yet. It's sure, I want to have my own business. I want to be free, but then they have their own business and they're not free. Right. So they didn't quite get the, the memo. Okay. The <laughs> memo is not to start a business. So I feel just as miserable as I did at a job. I'm miserable alone. The memo is you get your business. Yes, you have to hustle. You have to do the work. This thing of ease and flow right away. No, that doesn't happen right away. People put the reps in, they pay their dues. Okay. So, and all these people that talk about easy, you know, like I love Joe Polish, easy, lucrative, fun life. He worked like a maniac to be able to get that. It didn't yeah. start like that. So you have to see where you are and stop comparing yourself to somebody that's way further ahead, by the yeah. way. So, so yes, I see what you're saying. You're so busy working. It's like, was well, this freedom? Well, it is because you're not working for somebody else. You already have some freedom. Okay, so you got one notch. It's about moving up the rungs of the ladder on the, you know, Maslow's, right? It's, okay, now I'm here. Now I'm here. Now I'm here. So it's really about progressing up till you do feel more freedom. You do. You're like, well, you know what? Now I can go wherever I want on vacation and stay wherever I want. That's freedom, right? Yeah. And now I'm going to hire somebody to do the managing I don't want to do. That's freedom, right? So mm -hmm. it's all about moving up that ladder and I, I see what you're saying. If you are, you know, past the hustle point and you're still hustling and there's no time for yourself and you're working 12 hours weeks for years and years, that's not freedom either. You got to yeah. get help. You got to delegate. You got to hire people. You got to hire coaches. You got to, you got to then start saying, well, okay, was this what I wanted? Was this the freedom? No. Okay. Let's fix that. Let's move up. Yeah. Because there's, there's subscribe a lot of, uh, they subscribe to the hustle. Yes, you do need to work hard, but subscribing merely to the hustle, that's also not freeing. Yeah. I feel like you gave a really great, like there's two key words that oh, like redefined or just deep, more deeply or more specifically defined these words, power and freedom. And really mm -hmm. it's about choice and, and having control. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, we say freedom, not knowing what it looks like, but just to really simply think, well, it's about having the choice and whatever it is you do, even if it is the choice to continue to hustle, that right. is the choice you have now the freedom to make. Exactly. But you have to dive deeper into what freedom looks like and what choices do you want to make when you get there? For you. And the other funny yes. thing is, the funny thing is when I started, I've been in business 13 years, but I, I got online four years ago and I got to a million dollars in 17 months on my own. I mean, I had like a part-time VA here, here and there. And people are like, oh, and I see you working so hard. And I thought, I'm having a ball. So, it, you know, they're imposing that they want this life of not working. I, I was like, I, I love what I'm doing. I'm on a roll. I, I love it. So yeah. oh, it looks like you work so hard. Well, hell yeah, I work hard. You don't get to a million dollars on your own without working. It's like, what did you, yeah. you expect me to do the ease and flow and just it to flow to me a million dollars? Like, if you want to make a million dollars, you're going to have to work for it, right? You're going to have Absolutely. to work for it. Was I killing myself? No. I'm a single mom. That kids went to every single, I drove them around. We did everything we needed to do. We had our weekends and we did stuff. So, you know, no, you don't need to feel sorry for me. I love what I'm doing. I was having a ball and I wasn't overworked. I wasn't burnt out. No, I never burnt out. So it's that thing also, we can't impose what we want and what we see as freedom on other people. 
you know, yeah, and this person sure. feeling sorry, but don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> I'm having a ball. I'm making a lot of money. What about you? You know, and I think there is this sort of weird thing that goes on where people are like, oh, well, you know, that person's doing well, but look what they had to do. I had to work. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, what did you think it was going to, I think there's a thing that people want the money, but they want to get it only in a certain way where they don't actually work too hard for it because we shouldn't have, they're listening to all these people that don't know what they're talking about, that aren't highly successful saying, oh, you shouldn't have to work that hard to get what you want. Just manifest it all. Well, I love mm -hmm. manifestation, but you know, no one that is in the position they are in, if they're a highly successful entrepreneur or business owner ever got there by not working hard, at least at the beginning. Not one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not well, and you know, working hard looks differently. You know, working hard in the first five years of your business looks completely different in the in the next five, and then the next five. You know, Definitely. if you are the CEO and you are not, you're working hard. It's a different type of hard. There's different risks. There's different decisions yeah. that are hard decisions to make, and that is hard. It's just a different hard, and I think um, we forget that. And, and again, once you reach that, that level of being able to have freedom and choice, you know, you also don't have to scale your business. You don't have to continue to push. You can choose that freedom looks like this and this is good for me, you know? Except for one thing, except there's a problem there. Yeah. Nothing's the same. If you're not scaling, you're going down because it won't stay stable. That's like plateauing. Yes. So businesses have to scale or they're going to go down, they go down or up, but you could not madly scale. You could just, you know, right. Percentages up. Right. So, yeah. So that's the thing too. You can't just say, I'm going to stay the same. Although some, some businesses do plateau, but they, they don't want to plateau. You know, yeah. costs, your costs are going up, plateauing means you're losing money with inflation. For sure. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But there's yep. that too. It, they, these things, this is an energetic thing. You can't, you know, so you might not want to 10x, but sure, you're happy. Great. Right. You got the client, right? You're still going to have to have some growth to sustain for the fact that things don't just stay stable and inflation. So you're still going to have to scale a little. You're sure. going to have yes. to have mentality. And, and I speak on evolution all the time. Like we naturally as humans are evolving every second of the day. Like that's just literally what our bodies are doing. We're growing. We want our businesses to do the same. Um, so I want to ask a question and this is always a fun one. What was Jean doing like five or 10 or 15 years? Like what was the 15 year old Jean doing? Like take a peek into your look and what were you like? Okay, the 15-year-old Jeanne, let me go back. Um, I wasn't terribly ambitious. I, I, I wasn't, no. Um, I was kind of more like a dreamer because, you know, before I became a business person, I was an artist, like actress, filmmaker for years. I used to live in Paris in a garret like Mini and La Boheme, and I used to have coffees with my friends and go to parties and teach English and go to auditions. So I'm very different now from who I used to be. Am I the same person? Sure. But the way I operate in my life is extremely different. It is, I have truly re reinvented myself many times. Okay. So it's who I was then. I was a complete like artist type, like dreamer. I just want to paint and I want to, so 15 year old Jean, I used to sketch and I was not, gee, I want to be a business person. And no, it was like, I want to be an actress and I want to, so I was completely the artist. Okay. Of course, you know, I do have the right side of the brain, the, the left and the right, and I've sort of managed to energetically connect them so I, I operate better because that's what you need to do. But 
I was, you know, I was very artistic. I was not um, at all like thinking, gee, I'm going to run a business. Never. So it's interesting that I am not that person that grew up thinking, oh, yes, I'm just the entrepreneur. I am the anomaly of somebody that completely reinvented and changed what my focus was. I was the most unmaterialistic person for well into like up to the age of 30. Oh, interesting. I, all I cared about was art and travel and meeting with my friends and having philosophical discussions. And, and I, it was okay to me that I was living like, you know, on a fine line. It was until it wasn't okay. Till at the age of 32, mm -hmm. I thought, this is not okay anymore. It was like 31. So I'm, I'm very much not the average usual person that, that care. I didn't care about money. Like, you know, yeah. I don't care need money but then you get you know you have kids you still got to start caring about money when you have children you know like you know like you know what i mean but i was really yeah. much much a bohemian like i just was so unmaterialistic I had very i was a minimalist before minimalism was a thing because now it's a thing i had hardly any any belongings when i lived in Paris. i lived in a tiny room i had a mattress and a chair and very few clothes that was all i owned and an answering machine because that we had answer machines then, right? Yeah. Was it? I was fine. I liked. I don't like owning a lot of stuff still now. But with kids, you tend to have to have items, right? But all that minimalism. I was on in on that way before this movement. I was like, I don't need. I was Spartan. I was like, I don't need all this. Blah blah blah. So so it's very interesting. I'm not. So when I became wealthy, it wasn't like other people. It wasn't like woohoo! I finally have money. It was like okay, great. Now I don't need to worry about things. You know. <laughs> so. Very yeah. different trajectory than most people. And I view wealth way differently because I was very poor in Paris, like self-imposed poverty. Like literally yeah. there were days where I didn't even have three francs. That's like a buck to go buy a baguette. Okay. So very different trajectory. How's your perception of what freedom is from 31-year-old Jean or 30-year-old Jean to 32-year-old Jean? What was the the like big difference where you're like, like, did you not feel free? Did you feel free? Did freedom look differently now to you because of kids? What, what was that shift like for you? I totally didn't feel free being poor. It was that it lost its charm, you know? And I thought I got to fix this. So I moved back to the States. I was born so in the States. So for a while you, you did feel free though, right? For a little while you said it lost its charm. So there was, there was some freedom to that, but then I did realize that you need money to truly be free. Because when you're young, oh, I don't need money. I thought, well, actually, you do. <laughs> you know? But I was free in other ways. I was free from other societal stuff going on. You know, I was free in some ways in spirit. However, yeah. however, you do need money to be free because you need money to take care of yourself. It's a health problem. You need also, you know what I'm saying? So after that, I thought, no, I need to go back to the States and I need to get into a system and, and I need to actually do something with my life now. So, so then that was like, okay, this is, I'm done with the whole bohemian thing now. But that was pretty late, you know. Yeah. Um, but you do need money, and then the, the 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 burden of not having money that's not free. I thought it was, you know, I was young and stupid, but I learned a lot. And when I realized, oh, I have money story, oh, got it. And then I started realizing what I was doing, money story, you know, like, oh, I'm probably just going to lose it anyway. So so that was when I started to wake up. When I came to the States and started doing, you know, more mindset, oh, I get what I was doing now. Uh -huh. mm. It was the bohemian thing, but there was another layer of money story. Like, I don't need money. Yes, you do. 
but you know, I, I learned that I went through that. Most people don't go through that. Most yeah. people, middle class families don't, don't go and actually suffer actual poverty in another country. Like that was a choice, right? Yeah. To just be free and be this bohemian artist and then, well, yeah, but you're going to need money. No, I don't. <laughs> yes, you do. So, so that's, that's what happened. And then I came to the States and I thought, oh, okay, I got to do something with my life. Starting off late, you know, moved to New York. I was an actress starting out and acting, you know, being an actress when you're like 31 or 32 in New York, it's not easy. So I had to get all these other jobs. And I became an executive recruiter for Wall Street by accident, by accident. And the guy was like, oh, we really want you to do this. I, I know nothing about business or stocks or bonds. He goes, you're going to be great. So that was my accidental falling into an executive recruiting job for Wall Street. Oh, I started wow. having to be more business-like and more organized, you know. And it taught me a lot. And I was really good at it without even trying. The first time in my life I was ever good at something without even trying. They're like, you're yeah. a natural. It's like, I didn't even need to try. That was a first. It's probably the only thing in my life I've ever done where I didn't even need to try, try to be good. It was crazy. It's a crazy yeah. feeling not having to try to be good at something and naturally be good. That was like revolutionary for me because I tried yeah. so hard to be good at so, so much, so much, you know? So anyway, that got me into like the world of business and that kind of got me into like more the left side of the brain, more business and, you know, all that stuff. So that was it. So I had a part-time job as an executive recruiter on Wall Street because I negotiated that. I thought, no, I'm not doing this full time. I'm going to work four or three days. And I'm going to do my art on the side. And I said, okay, good. <laughs> you know, do whatever. <laughs> You're so good. Do it. And I thought, I'm so good. Okay, great. So that was, that's power. That's mm -hmm. power to negotiate that because I was so good at it. I thought, ah, this is power that mm -hmm. I can negotiate that I don't want to work five days and they're going to say yes because yeah. what i do awesome yeah so and you channeled all of this these uh different like I, I think it's super powerful that we went down that that experience for you to see that there was this story around money and you called mm -hmm. it the money story and i'm sure you talk about that a lot in your program mm -hmm. um there was this story you told yourself for a long while and then you know life happens and life shifts and you mm -hmm. realize that that story maybe was more of a fairy tale than a story that you know was grounded in fact so you now have the business success accelerator program correct me if i'm wrong it's business success accelerator point two it is, yeah, we're in this, we're actually more, we're more than on the second version, but we're calling it point two still. Okay. <laughs> the evolution continues. Yeah, exactly. So tell, I want to know, like, what is in this program? What is it like? Um, how have you, you know, bled that passion that you've had through life and this now very intentional, I want to help people gain control and have choice in what life looks like for them, freedom and power. H how have you bled all of that into this program? Um, I want to hear more about it. Sure. Well, actually, it's funny telling that story made me realize I, I every now and then I forget where the motivation came from. It's so painful being poor. Like yeah. it's painful. I went through that. And then in New York, that was a hustle. Mm -hmm. Right. And then after I, you know, after my divorce, deep debt. So it's been several iterations of like, you know, I had credit cards then, but still going into deep, 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 deep debt. Oh, it doesn't feel good. No, it's not great. You know, but no. I didn't want one of my kids to be well taken care of. And they didn't know I was in deep debt. It was later on, I admit, my, my daughter was like, we were in deep debt. She goes, I thought we were wealthy. I said, good, you know. <laughs> good. good, exactly. Because they didn't need that as well. So no, you know, this thing, I know how painful 
it is to not be able to do what you want to do. It's painful to not have money to go do what you want to do, to develop yourself, to have lessons, to, to buy stuff, to go on trips, to treat people, to, to, to do, to, to buy a house you want. You know, I didn't even care about, I still don't own a house. Like, you know, I just didn't care that much about owning the house, I guess. But it wasn't even that. It wasn't like the American dream that I wanted. I just wanted to not worry about finances so I could have freedom to not worry about mm -hmm. finances, to go do what I wanted to do. Because worrying about finances takes a lot of time and energy. Yeah. You think about it nonstop. So you don't want to be thinking about something that's taking your energy when the lack of that frees you. Like, I don't spend any time and energy wondering how I'm going to pay my bills. I don't have to wonder. Do you see that that gave me a lot of energy and time not worrying about finances? I want to help people not use their lives up, wasting it, worrying about stuff that if they just had the money, boom, they could go play piano or go do or play with their kids more or see their friends more or have a life. Because mm -hmm. worrying about money takes your life up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what what can, um, I guess, with the time we have, what can somebody who decides to jump on in and go through the business success success accelerator with you experience is this an online course is it executionables is it more motivation is it tangible tell me more about what someone can expect in a nutshell with that program actually all of that because what i figured out is that it has to be a holistic approach so we have hands-on help definitely training training materials right it is basically a revolutionary program because what I figured out is all the measuring that goes on and cheapness with people coaching, you get one of these and you get one of those, that doesn't work. Human mm -hmm. beings need to experience largesse. They need to experience that when they're coaching with somebody, that somebody says to them, you're going to get whatever you want in this program. And they're like, when I say that to people, they're like, what do you mean? You're going to get whatever you want. You want more one-on-ones, you get them. You want more help with that, you get them. You want me to coach on this, even though it's not included, I will coach on that. You want help with this, blah, blah, blah. You need that. They're just like, I see them shell-shocked. Like, It's like all their Christmases came at once because that's what people want to hear. They want to hear in a relationship, get this. Who doesn't want to hear? Oh my goodness, you're the cat's meow, honey. I, I love everything about you. What is it you want me to do for you? I'm going to help you do this. We're going to help each other. Isn't that better than like dating somebody or marrying somebody where everything's measured and you know everything's measured in their mind of tips? Wouldn't it be wonderful if somebody came to you with largesse? Like, you're so amazing. What can I do for you? Wow. Right? Yeah. That's not how life is normally. And I want to give people that gift of, we got you covered, like truly. And they're like, what do you mean? You're going to get whatever you want to get you results. What? Whatever I want. Whatever you want. It's like a smorgasbord. You can pull yourself up to that table, eat what's on the table, or ask them to bring some more desserts to the table for you. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Okay, so that's what I want people to experience that that's a sign of like, ah, because, you know, I'll tell you something interesting is when I was in London, I used to be in this world peace organization called Servas, and there was no Internet then years ago. Okay, it's 25. So this is now over 25 years ago, so 28 years ago. And, uh, you know, you had to get hooked up and blah, blah, blah. And I was staying in the house of this world famous child psychiatrist. And they showed me these sessions they would do with the children called creative listening. And basically the child, and I would assist, and the child would know that they could do whatever they want and you would not tell them what to do. True freedom. Only if they were doing something dangerous with the toys, you say, hey, you know, don't do that. You would listen, 
You wouldn't tell them what to do. You're just listening. You wouldn't give them your emotions. And after five minutes, almost on the dot, every kid would go and sigh, a sigh of relief that they were being listened to. And that's what I want to do for adults is that they know we got you covered. We're paying attention. And you start to feel the clients that come in that are like, oh, oh they relax. And when the people are relaxed, they can do better work because they're not worried. They're not worried about, am I going to get the support I want? That shouldn't be a worry like money. It shouldn't be a worry that I'm not going to get the support. Therefore, they're not worrying and putting energy. Therefore, they can succeed better in the program. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, that's definitely like a wrapped up present under the tree that everyone wants to unwrap for sure. <laughs> so who tell me kind of to, to close, to wrap up, tell me who is the business success accelerator for and what is the easiest way to get started with you or into your world to learn more? Okay, so this is for coaches, consultants, and online service providers who are who help other people. We work with visionaries. So the caveat is they really want, they have to be wanting to help other people and it's not just about the money. However, we're also not in denial that they want to crush it and bring in a ton of cash. Okay, I'll just say it in that way because I want to say it in that way. Two things, and basically that want to get clients online without ads. Nice, organic, okay, love that. And then I know that we have on our show notes, we've got a couple really great links for you. We have a really powerful page that really just kind of boom, validates the work you're doing with others in this program and also gives the gives my listeners an opportunity to just really jump on a call with you. Mm. Um, so we're going to put that link in there. And then also you had mentioned you're really active on Instagram and that's a really good place to get into your world as well. Sure. I, I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and it's my name all over the place, but I didn't want to inundate you with links. So, you know, get getting a little um, idea of me on, on Instagram is great. And of course, I'm very open to people messaging me and saying, hey, I heard you on the show, etc. Very approachable. I love that because not everyone is. <laughs> so I, I like to actually really point that out when I say, if you're, if you DM Jean, Jean's going to respond. Like that's a, that's a big deal. So I love that. Right. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I know you probably weren't prepared to go down memory lane today, but I think it was really powerful and I appreciate your vulnerability today and and sharing everything it is that you're doing in the world. Well, thank you for your time. It was a pleasure. Sometimes it helps us to go down memory lane. Yeah, indeed. And I think it's inspiring and I think it gives, I hope that it gives the listeners the chance to do that introspection for themselves as well, Mm. because it's really quick to just move on and keep pounding forward and not really uh, reflecting on some of the great things we've done in the past too. And I want to close off by saying, you know, this is the joke. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I came out of left field. I was 54 years old when I got online, single parent, deep debt, terrible at tech. Somebody had to show me how to use Zoom. He sent me a loom showing me how to use Zoom. I couldn't even use Zoom. Okay. (laughs) And all that past of, you know, poverty mindset and et cetera. And at my age, I mean, literally, if I can do this, anyone can. Yeah. Agreed. I love that. I think it's a really great place to end. Thank you again so much, John. And all right, guys, until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I truly hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. So if you did, please rate, review, and share. 
If you are interested in being a guest on the show, whether a leader or an expert, please go to getvim.com forward slash podcast and you will find our application page or reach out to me directly and I can give you more information. 